Good morning, everybody. This is Amy Marie from Climbing Your Roots. This is the first Saturday morning in 2024. And as promised, we will start climbing roots for the new year. I asked everyone to join me for coffee or tea or anything you'd like to bring to the podcast this morning as I open up with Climbing Your Roots and some of the intentions that I have going forward. This morning, I chose to talk about your strongest memory, your oldest memory, the memory that you remember from childhood that maybe causes some of the current behaviors in your life, I don't know how many of you listening have actually sat down and related some of the things that you go through throughout the day, through life, through work, through motherhood, through being a child. Any single person is going through something. And a lot of times our reactions, our actions, the way we respond to things that hurt us or even make us happy have a lot to do with things that are rooted from the earliest moments in our life. I have always been told by everybody that I have such a great memory. When I see people from childhood, when I talk to my friend's parents, when I run into people even from 15, 20 years ago, I always remember everything. And a lot of people are very fascinated how I remember such details. And I honestly believe I'm chalking that up to so much trauma as a child. From the age of four or five years old, I was super high aware or hyper aware of everything going on around me. I constantly was trying to figure things out and was just exposed to a lot of things and it constantly made me worry and want to know what's going to happen and want immediate, you know, responses to things. And that has definitely trickled in to me becoming an adult because I don't like to consider myself controlling because I don't like the sounds of somebody controlling me. However, my feelings towards having situations under control stem back to when I was that child trying to control things that were going on around me. A lot of you who do know me that are listening and I hope that my podcast finds many new listeners, I was raised by a single father. He took the wheel and we were completely alone from the ages, I believe I was nine years old, maybe eight years old. However, he is not my strongest root. He is my favorite person that ever walked the earth. I have a tremendous amount of memories with him because he was such a full-time dad. But my mother is my strongest root. I was luckier than my siblings. I had years with my mother before it really got out of control and her drug and alcohol abuse took her to the next level. She was semi-functioning when I was just an only child myself the first six years. However, the reason it's so strong is because I witnessed so many things that it's it's who I am. The things that I will never do, even at the age of 42 right now, 
were because of the things that I saw my mother do when I was four years old, five years old, six years old. That's how traumatizing it was. So my book is going to get into detail about my story. And I don't want to just put everything on the podcast. It's in the book because I want people to want to read the book. But the things that I was exposed to between the ages of four and six were drug abuse, alcohol abuse, sex abuse. My mother was a kleptomaniac. She shoplifted. She stole. She scammed. I was taken with her during the day. I was not put in daycare. A lot of women, right, we strive for that goal to keep our child with us and not have to put them in daycare if you're able to do that financially. Well, my dad provided a lot of things for my mother when she took the biggest turn of her life. We just had moved into a brand new pre-construction home in West Pembroke Pines. She had a brand new station wagon. She had everything that she was portraying that she wanted. Um, but those years leading up to that, she was definitely, uh, committing adultery on my father with me, with her. I was exposed to sexual acts as a child with my mother. Those things have stood with me so strong. That is my root. Because like I said, as an adult right now, the choices I I will make, the decisions I will make, my core values, the things that I find totally unacceptable are all because of her. I forgave her. My mother ended up passing away. I forget, I think it was 50. She was 53 years old. At the end of her life, she was not the person she was in the beginning of her life. My mother was beautiful. She was smart, charismatic, extremely sexy, extremely just a people person. She would only have one or two drinks and become a completely different woman. And the things that went on after she consumed those drinks, whether it was noon and we were at the mall or she had taken me on another adventure, every act that came after that was done right in front of me. I saw my mother get tackled by security before and shop for shoplifting and they had to retain her. We have been pulled over before because she was swerving and she would get out of things because of things she would say to cops in front of me. So these were all things that were going on to me. Fast forward, when she finally left my father in the initial breakup, she took my twin sisters and they were like 18 months old. And that is where the real trauma began. I thought everything she exposed me to led me to the way that I am. No, when I was just nine years old and my sisters were taken from my father and I, well, let me back up a second. When my mom said she was leaving, she never said I couldn't go with her. But I will never forget how bold and strong and badass I was the day that it all was going down. I looked at her and I said, I didn't even ask my dad. I said, I'm staying with my dad. I'm not leaving my dad. You're not safe and I'm not going with you. And then I started a tantrum. I didn't want her to take my sisters. And she took my sisters to Central Florida. And that is where the real trauma began. We didn't get them back for a year, I believe. However, in that year, a lot of things happened. And the only reason, unfortunately, that we got the twins back was because my mother committed a DUI manslaughter and killed an 18-year-old college student. Her name was Amy, which is my name. 
And I don't think my mother was ever the same. She got on the I-4 going the wrong way. The accident happened. The girl was deceased. My mother broke her hip in the accident and was severely injured. And they took her to the hospital. And she was held there for a while. And then they began the trial. And then she was eventually incarcerated for four years. And she was still doing damage. In prison, she created other situations. She even had another child. That was obviously not my father's. So during that time, I was back with my father and my sisters. And I was like a little mom, not abusive in any form. I'm not talking about my father putting everything on me at all. I was obsessed with them. Always obsessed with them from the time they got here. Because even the two years before... She left my father. That was She was always hammered, and the twins were not taken care of, and so I got home from school. And all these things that I'm discussing are my strongest route. It was my mom. And I'm so happy that in the end I have forgiven my mother. I love her. Now my father's gone. I'm sure they're in heaven together. They had a very strong love. They married and divorced twice. All that stuff will be more in the book. But my exposure to very inappropriate behavior and things at a very young age gave me one of the strongest roots that I feel have ever grown in anyone. And I continue to learn as I grow older and I've really taken a lot of interest in taking care of myself and my health because I want to live a long life for my children. I'm only 42 years old and I feel like I'm just now starting over again. I don't know if that's because of everything I went through as a child, but I find a lot of my initial emotions from back then playing a big part of my life. I wanna spend time with who I wanna spend time with, and sometimes I feel like I might be being too hard on myself by trying to be the best parent and trying to do everything so perfect as a woman just because the main woman who was supposed to take care of me did such a bad job. I was very controlling after my daughter was born. I wanted to do everything for her. Then I had a son 21 months later. I was a mother of two. It was like, wow, like that's what I always wanted was to be a mother. What my mother did to me, she didn't make me want to grow up and be a doctor. She didn't make me want to grow up and be a lawyer. Like, I had this thing, like, I have to be a good wife. Like, I'm never going to cheat on my husband. I'm never going to take my kids and drive drunk. And I'm never going to waste. Like, my mom, my dad had money back then in the 80s when she was getting her new house and having the new babies and everything. And she just always was just trying to spend. And she had this lavish idea. And I never, I want to make this clear, I'm never criticizing anyone. If you drink, if you like to spend money, please don't take this as any criticism ever on climbing your roots. This is why I feel the way I feel. This is why when I'm hanging out with people, I have no right to judge or I have no right to think because a woman has a girl's night every week and gets buzzed with her friends and she's a bad woman. I wish I'll get there one day. I know I will because Maria started, it's my daughter. She's starting to grow up and I am starting to grow up. There's a lot of, you think it's hard when they're little. It starts to get hard again as they grow. We are entitled to go out and have a good time. That doesn't mean you have to drink either. One of my best friends in the world hasn't had a drink in 20 years, and she's only 42. And 
She's one of the funnest people to be around. So it's not always about what you do. It's what you do for yourself to enjoy life. So that's what I'm going to start letting up with. I have been so controlling in myself and having to make everything perfect. That's all from that trauma. I need to relax a little bit. These are things that like, yes, it makes me strong that I could take care of kids when I was little. And it makes me strong that I survived to grow to be a good woman since my mother didn't raise me. She didn't teach me all these things. I'm, I have to start going through all these little steps with Maria now because she's going into middle school this year. And I'm like deep breathing and meditating. And we're like eight months out because I remember starting middle school without my mom. It was hard. If I didn't have my neighborhood friends and my best friend that was next door and my just my circle that their my friends' parents were always amazing to me. A lot of people knew the situation. I've always been a talker, so it wasn't like a secret. I wasn't ashamed of what was going on when I was little. The roots made me strong. I had good relationships with my friends' parents from a young age. Everybody would laugh at me. We'd be at someone's house hanging out, and then I'd be in the kitchen with someone's mom or dad or grandparents helping make dinner because I didn't have that connection at home. My father was a great chef, but that didn't happen until I became an adult. When we were young, uh, we were like a lot in survival mode. I understand that now because my dad had one income. My mother left him with a lot of debt. My dad kept the same house for 30 years. That was such a blessing. We didn't have to move around. I meet children all the time now in school. I just moved here. I just moved here. I see kids move around. My dad kept us in the same place. That was another thing that made the roots in my life so strong. The people from my neighborhood are still people I could call to this day. Those friends, parents that I'm talking about, that most of them are still alive, God willing, will be alive for many years. Maybe I don't contact them all the time, but they're a phone call away. Like I have a village from my childhood that I don't live in my hometown anymore. I don't see all these people all the time. I don't think we could have made it without those people, without those friends, without that circle. And even today, me trying to be this perfect mom, I now see that I've developed for my children a little circle. And we don't live in a neighborhood like I used to, but we go to an elementary school down the street and we haven't moved around. And there's kids we see at every store we go to. And these things are so fundamental as our kids grow older. They re, as they start to date, as they start to grow and go on to different things in life, this root of childhood is the most important. I realize that and even though that my childhood, it might sound like it was a little ugly and there was things. Yes. Do you know that even as a child, I understood that there were kids that had it way worse off than me? Yes. It was hard seeing my mother do some of these things. I still think about them to this day. I can... Like I said, my memory is strong. It's a blessing and a curse. But I can remember things vividly. But I also know I never went hungry. I was abused, but not physically. My abuse was mostly was emotional. And I can't explain it. But I know that there are children that are abused and that have it way worse than I ever had it. And I think by knowing that, that's how even at such a young age, I became as good as I became. School was hard for me. The way I love to read and the way I love numbers now, it was not like that. Between the ages of 
five and 15, school meant nothing to me. It was me always comparing myself. I wanted to work. Somehow, all the trauma and everything I went through, I wanted to work. I wanted to show my dad I was a hard worker because he was a hard worker. The school thing was like a lot of emotional roller coaster. The girls, were, it was rough, the girls. Like, I don't mean to sound like I don't like women, but women have, ever, have always been extra hard for me. And I've always loved men, and I didn't care if it made me look like a slut. It wasn't like that at all. I have so many men that even now to this moment that my dad's gone that fill in for me talking about sports. And I don't know, men just always never made me feel like they talked about my situation. I played a lot outside as a kid. So, yes, I mean, there was girls there. My best friend was a girl, but I just always liked sports and outside. And I could never, like, focus on the mall and all that material stuff. And I, I, again, it's nothing against anybody. That was because of what I saw how materialistic my mother was. And how so many brand names and so many things meant so much to her, to her. Even when she wasn't taking care of us. Like having a Louis Vuitton purse meant more than changing the twins' diapers. And I saw that as a child. And that's why I'm not criticizing anyone. I just always lean towards these other things. And I guess that's what, as I've grown older, those are my favorite things. Again, my daughter's starting to like the mall and she's a girl. And I knew the second that I found out Maria was a girl, that it was going to be a whole nother climbing my roots. And that's why I thought about all this when I, when I decided I did want to write my book and I did want to share some of my story. I know that Maria was going to hear it or read it. And I've always debated, like, what things I was going to tell her, not tell her. But I'm going to say that my dad was the best because he was so honest and such a good friend to me. And that's why I would think it would be harder to live without him. But that's kind of what he was doing the whole time, was building me up. We didn't. The only thing he ever tried to hide from me, and it was only briefly, was the accident. And I can understand that because I'm going to say that again. Even though what my mother did to my father... They were best friends. They had a love like no other. And sorry, that's my dog. And that is what kept him helping her. And he always helped her. He helped her several times when she came back to South Florida after she was incarcerated. He let her live with us. I also was exposed to some amazing things. That, like I said, it wasn't all bad and trauma. I was exposed to my father working so hard and showing us. That this could be done and he never said bad things about our mother. He always let her come. He never kept us from her. My stance was always to stay at the house with my father. My sisters went back again one time with her, came back. It was all so traumatizing. I was so hyper-focused on my sisters that I thank them to this day because I think they're the ones that kept me from getting really mentally sick with what was going on. I wanted to be a good big sister. I wanted the household to function. I used to help my dad do laundry and turn the whites pink from putting reds inside. And like I said, he wasn't a chef back then, but I would try to tell him what to buy at the store for me and the girls. Like trying to be like a little mother hen for my twin sisters because I recognized what my dad was doing. And these are my earliest roots. And next week we will go on to another subject, but the point of my story is that these things that we share with our little ones, the time that we spend with them, the things that we expose them to, 
from music to food to when we argue with our spouse to when we argue with our parents to when we react to something at work. They are sponges. They are always absorbing. Let me also be clear that nobody has a perfect situation. And that's what I was saying about my father always being so honest and keeping it real with me. I am so grateful for that. Of course, there are things that our children can't know. Of course, there are things that are ugly. But don't ever forget that there will be adults like us sooner than we realize. And that the truth is the truth. And that a lot of things that your children learn about you or anything is what makes them grow into what they want to become. Seeing things that you don't like will help you do things that are important for you in the future. That's why you have to climb onto your roots. You are the only person who can help you get through things emotionally and mentally. You have to be the force propelling yourself behind your emotional trauma. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care, and I hope you've enjoyed your coffee.